So, happy Mother's Day. I'm excited to invite one of my very favorite moms on the planet to team teach with me. This is my daughter, Kristen. Um, Kristen, this is your 28th Mother's Day here at Summer Community Church. That makes me feel so old. It's kind of surreal. How does it feel to be one of the first 11 people to ever attend SEC? Pretty good. Kristen was the whole nursery department when we started. She was the only one in there. It was just me. One crib and Kristen. That was it. Um, that I was, was back the in, loudest one. Yeah, you were the loudest and the, one. And the quietest one. <laughs> you were the only one in, yeah. the, in the funeral home nursery we had. Um, and as I've said before, um, every Mother's Day, um, for many people, Mother's Day is a great day. You're in that season of life where it's yeah. just perfect for you. I remember your first um, Mother's Day, actually, we, we did a dedication um, we dedicated you at Central Baptist. You were two months old in 1992. Yeah, I think I've seen pictures of that. Yeah. Interesting choice of attire. <clears throat> yeah, frilly, lacy thing. You know, you could barely even see the baby and all the and all the know. lace. What and the you guys were thinking in the 90s? My mom had a perm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it was. Uh, but I remember being so excited as we kind of held you up there um, with all the other babies and all the other moms and dads. So excited about starting mm-hmm. our new, the beginning of our new family. Can you remember your first Mother's Day as a mom? It doesn't really get much better than your first Mother's Day. I remember dedicating Roman, Roman who slept here. through the whole dedication. <laughs> yeah, which was good. Yeah, it was. <laughs> if you get your baby sleep through dedication, that, that's not too bad. Um, it doesn't get much better than that. Those were the days. For many people watching today mother's day is a great day it's a good day you're you're maybe in that sweet spot like Kristen is where you're you're a mom you have your kids living at home with you yep. you like your kids you still like your kids i still like my kids even in quarantine <laughs> uh, they still like you yeah your mom is alive. Mm-hmm. You have a good relationship with your mom. Yeah. So this is a great Mother's Day yeah. for someone like you. For many of you, you're experiencing that kind of a Mother's Day. It would be nice. It would be nice if every mother's, everyone's Mother's Day was always like that. I, I at least hope that you got to experience at least one Mother's Day that was just as great as that. But for a lot of, for a lot of people today, Mother's Day is a hard day. We've talked about this before. For some of you, you would love to be a mom. You long for a child, but so far, for one reason or another, you haven't had that dream come through, dream come true yet. And and because of that, Mother's Day is a hard day. It's a reminder of of kind of that unfulfilled dream that you have. You you would love to have a child. Listen, I want to encourage you not to give up. It's okay to pray, 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 pray for a baby. And, uh, and I know many people who've done that over the years, and God has answered that prayer eventually. There's others of you who today's a hard day because, well, you'd love to be married. You're not married for one reason or another. You'd love to be married, and today's a reminder to those people that, you know, of my marital status and starting a family. Hey, listen, don't. Don't don't give up on that either. It's okay to pray, pray, pray for a husband. And hopefully there's a guy out there, pray, pray, praying for a godly wife as well. Listen, if you're not married, if you 
but you'd like to be. And some people aren't married and they're okay with that. <laughs> um, and if, if you'd like to have a child, some of you have chosen not to have a child and that's okay, but if you'd like to have a child, it's okay to pray for those. And this is, a, this is one of those days that's a little bit difficult. For, for most people, Mother's Day becomes a day of com, conflicting and competing emotions. Um, for some of you, maybe you find yourself in a difficult marriage and today is a reminder of maybe how things, they were so great and you never thought you might get to this spot and it, it's just a stinging reminder that, that uh, things aren't the way I would hope or like for them to be. And maybe you're thinking back to some happier times and maybe you even feel a little gypped that things haven't been so rosy so lately. Again, another great thing to be praying about. It's a happy and a sad day for you. Or perhaps, you know, in our church we have so many blended families. Maybe you're a stepmom. And oh my goodness, is today a conflicted day, a complicated day. Um, because you're the mom to your stepchildren, but sometimes they remind you, you're not my mom. And that can sting and some words can can hurt and and maybe even there's a little bit of uh, awkwardness with your own biological children with getting their stepmom a Mother's Day card or something. So Mother's Day can be can be really one of those days where it's not all just hunky-dory and everything's just fine. For those of you who are single moms, oh my goodness, they're my heroes. Yeah. Because today's the day that we really realize it's hard. They work hard. It's hard to be, to co-parent. It's hard to... That be a, a mom and a dad and parent. I mean, you know, your kids are a handful, right? I mean, yeah. imagine if only, if you have to raise your kids by yourself. Look, you single moms, I don't know how you do it, but you do it with such grace. I know you're exhausted, um, so you're probably not even up yet. You're going to watch the second service. Um, or, maybe no, you're, or, or maybe you're watching the second service, and that's okay. Um, so they're up, is yeah, that what you up. said? <laughs> um, I want to honor our single moms, and remind you that God says in his word that he will be the father to the fatherless. And God is going to meet those needs of your children that you are unable to meet as a single parent, whether you're a single mom or a single dad. And he will give you the strength to be the best single parent that you, that you can be. You know, as we get older, Mother's Day kind of morphs, and you know, I'm now 53, I think, and um, many of my friends have lost their mom. And when Mother's Day starts to morph from just an all-out celebration to a time of celebration, but also a time of remembering and grieving, is when we lose our moms. And I know some of you, you've lost your mom this year. It's been the hardest Mother's Day you've ever been through is the one you're going through. And I'd love to say that, yeah, just the first, mo- first Mother's Day without your mom's hard and all the rest of them are easy, but that's just not true. Every Mother's Day, whether you lost your mom this year or you lost your mom 50 years ago, it's a difficult Mother's Day. So it's okay to give yourself permission today to experience some of that grieving, some of that sadness. Um, celebrate with people like Kristen or those in your, in your world and in your family who are having one of those great Mother's Day. And celebrate with moms everywhere, but also recognize there's, there's a longing, there's a hole in your heart for your mom. And I hope that you have the assurance you'll see her again uh, someday. And then there's some people that I don't know how they make it through a day like today. 
Um, we have people in our church who, moms, you've, you've lost a child. And today is a very difficult day for you. And just know, like every Mother's Day, as soon as I get up on Mother's Day, I start praying for those of you who, uh, we've had some, some women in our church who've buried two or more of their children. And I don't know how you get through a day like today, but just know we love you and we are praying for you. And, um, and I'm trusting in those situations that as the years go by, as you get closer and closer uh, to your eternity in heaven, that you'll be reunited with them as well. I want you to know I'm sorry for your loss. Um, this is what makes today one of those days where it's a day of competing emotions. Um, we have so much to celebrate with new moms and moms who are in the sweet spot of life, but we also have so much to to remember and maybe uh, even even grieve over for those of you who've lost lost your mom. I just want to take a moment and pray for all of our moms right now. If you can just bow your head for, for a quick moment. God, we do thank you for our moms. We love our moms. Thank you for their importance, the difference that they make in this world, the impact that they have on all of us. What moms do is so important. And there's so many emotions that swirl around for some of us that it makes this a difficult day. We miss the mom that has died. Or we grieve for the moms who are not yet able to conceive and have children. Or because we have a relationship with a mom that is fractured or has struggled but it makes it a difficult day. But it's an example of how important this day is. God, for those who are going through all of those circumstances today, I pray that you would comfort them right now and you will let them know that you are present, that you see them. God, for all the moms who are watching and for the moms who are in our minds right now that we so deeply appreciate, we want to say thank you. Thank you for our moms. Thank you for the, literally the millions of things that they do to make an incredible difference here in our lives and really all the way into eternity in our lives. Thank you for their faith. Thank you for their heart for you. Thank you for the willingness to sacrifice and to share their lives so that others' lives might be encouraged and approved and changed and challenged and filled with faith. We thank you. We thank you, Lord, for our moms, and we honor them today. It's in your name I pray, Jesus. Amen. So happy Mother's Day. Today, for Mother's Day, we don't want to give you, like, moms, here's, ten, here's the top ten things moms need to do. Um, because your lives are already <laughs> yeah. so busy, right? Yeah, Wouldn't you like enough. that to pile on ten more things well, we you got enough on feel guilty list. about? Right. <laughs> so today, instead, we want to talk together about what moms need. So Chris and I have come up with kind of just our top six things. Maybe there's other things that we could have added to this list. Let's just work on six things that moms need and what our role is and how to help mom accomplish or meet those needs for her in some of these, in some of these ways. Because I, I, for you moms who are watching, I, I hope this will be an encouragement to you today to not only hear from your pastor, but also a fellow mom who's in it. I mean, she's in it with you. I have a one and a three-year-old. A one so, yeah. and, a, and a three-year-old. And really, yeah. 
almost a two and a three year old. Oh my goodness. And for, for those of us who are watching along, what can we do to help out our mom? The moms in our life, whether you have a mom or or you're close to a mom, um, there are some things that we can do to help them. We want to focus on that today and talk together about these six things that that moms need. So, Kristen, why don't you kick it off and get us started? Yeah, sure. So, the first thing to fill out on your outline is moms need patience. Moms need patience. Especially moms with toddlers. Yeah, I was about to say. So, (laughs) honestly, spending the last two months in quarantine with two toddlers, I can't even tell you how many times I've asked the Lord for extra patience in the last uh, few months. And I don't know about you, but if you have kids, I have two. And they could not be more different than each other. So one of them, you know, Mila, she's just so excited to see me in the morning. She'll be like, Mama, and want me to pick her up. And she's just in a great mood, fantastic mood. Um, and then the other one wakes up like this. I think we have a picture. Yeah. There's Roman. That's my son, Roman, for those of you who waking don't know. Waking up is hard to do. Waking up is hard to do. Um, he's three, and as you can kind of see in the picture, he kind of has a midlife crisis every five minutes. <laughs> every morning, at least. Yeah, I know. And every time after he wakes up from a nap. And don't get me wrong, Roman has so many amazing qualities. He's my tender-hearted one. He's so smart and funny. Um, but for me, he does require a lot of extra patience. Um, and something I'm discovering um, is that being a parent and being married for that matter, it's kind of like a laboratory that God uses to make us more like his son, Jesus. So God is using me to teach Roman many things, yes, but it's almost like I'm the one getting the crash course and becoming more patient and becoming um, more unselfish and becoming a more caring person, making me more like Jesus. And a lot of times I say the wrong thing and I do it so imperfectly, but little by little I can kind of look back and see how I've changed and how mm-hmm. God's been working on my heart um, through these, this one and this three-year-old <laughs> that he has blessed me with. So making me more like him. Philippians 1.6 says, And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Patience is used by God to grow us. God is working in us, and look, I need Jesus. Like, I cannot even tell you how much I need Jesus because I need his patience because when I rely on my own and in my own strength, I run out of love and patience, like, that quick. And... So the next verse is Ephesians 4.2 that says, Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. For that kind of patience, like one that makes allowances for each other's faults, like that's actually looking over somebody's faults. That's kind of crazy to me. I have to ask Jesus for that because it does not come naturally. And this isn't just for moms, obviously. Um, We could all use more patience. We could all be more patient shoppers. We can all be more patient drivers. Mm-hmm. And if you feel called out, sorry. Um, we can all be more patient spouses. We all need patience. So that's the first thing, patience. Yes. Helping each other with patience, Yeah. I think, is we have to model patience. Right. In other words, the thing I can do for you to help you be patient is to be patient is not saying with you your need impatience. More patient. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's yeah. to look over... 
make allowances for each other's faults. Yeah, probably not a good idea to point out to your wife, yeah, you really need more patience, yeah, don't you? Really yes, uh, that's, not, that's not a good thing. All right, number two, if you'll jot this down, and this is what this day is all about, so this shouldn't be a surprise. Moms need appreciation. Will you fill that in? Moms need appreciation. We all need appreciation. But the Bible recognizes specifically that not only do we all need appreciation, and appreciation meaning Chris and I say thank you, but we all need to show our appreciation to God for the people who are in our life. The Apostle Paul writes several times. In Philippians 1.3, he says, listen to these words. He says, every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. What if we talked about mom that way? Every time I think of you, mom, I give thanks to my God. Or the moms of our children, our spouses, or even if that's our ex in your situation. Every time I think of you, I thank God for you. He says the same thing in Colossians 1.3. We always pray for you and we give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's good to be appreciative to other people. You can and you should appreciate your mom, especially today. No, no, matter, no matter what, show her appreciation. Some of you might say, well, yeah, but Jerry, my mom has passed or she's already died. I'm in that category you were just talking about. But you can still appreciate her. You can look back and you can remember the positive spirit she had or the impact that she made on your life, maybe even in difficult times. You can still appreciate that today. You might say, well, Jerry, you, just, you don't know my mom. You know, we've had a difficult relationship or, or they kicked me out or they betrayed or whatever your story is. And, and, and I recognize that some of our relationships with our parents are not healthy. Um, they're, they're dysfunctional. There's no fun in the dysfunctional. So what do you do if that's your situation? If that's the home you grow up in, how do you appreciate mom? Well, you can appreciate the fact that she labored to bring you into this world. You can appreciate the fact that you weren't aborted, that she chose to have you. You can appreciate the fact that you're alive. You can appreciate the fact that God and his, you, you said the word laboratory, that God and yeah. his laboratory he chose your mom, whoever she is, he chose her because he wanted that half of your DNA, those chromosomes that come over from her. There's a lot we can appreciate from our moms. What's imp why is that important? Because the Bible says to honor your father and your mother. Even the smallest amount of honor is good for your soul. Moms need appreciation. And with most moms, the truth of the matter is, there's hundreds of things that you can appreciate, maybe even thousands of things you can appreciate. And if your mom is still alive today, please take the opportunity to tell her. Maybe do something really old-fashioned instead of texting it to her. Maybe write it out. Cursive, if you still remember that. They don't right? teach that anymore. They don't teach that anymore. No. I know, but if you're my age, you write it out and say, Mom, these are, the, these are the five things I'm most thankful for, or ten things, or... or, or you know, 25 things I'm most thankful for. Write down something you're thankful for for every year you're alive. That would be 53 things I'm thankful for. That, that would be impactful. When it comes to appreciation, it's a good thing to say 
to say thank you. Say it with words. Say it with flowers. Say it with candy. Say it with cards. Say it however you want to say it, but, but say it. And when it comes to appreciation, like I was saying, it's good to say thank you, but it's also good to say, I thank God for you. Write that out on a card and send it to your mom. Sometimes it's good to know that people recognize that God put us in their lives. So moms need patience and moms need appreciation. Kristen, take a couple more. All right, the third one is moms need a life. Oh, yeah. They need a life. (laughs) Moms need a life. Okay, so speaking just to the moms super quick, yes, you are a mom, but that is only part of who you are. And it's a really big and really important part that God has called you to be, but it's not all that you are. It's not your whole identity. And I think that for us moms, it's so easy to kind of like lose ourselves because maybe it's just, I don't know what it is, but we're putting everyone else's needs before us. It's because it's 24-7. Yeah, maybe that's it. But I just know that if we don't, if we aren't careful, it can kind of get unhealthy and off balance. So back to speaking to everyone. The Bible says in Psalms 127-2, It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night. If that doesn't describe the life Mm -hmm. of a mom, I don't know what does. Anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to his loved ones. That's an example. When their kids move out. (laughs) Right. No, but that's an example of a life without balance. And whether you're a mom or you're a student or a business leader, like this applies to everyone. Any season of life, God's way is going to be a way of balance of work and of rest. And I mean, there might be different seasons. Like the season that I'm in is very demanding with a one and a three-year-old. Um, maybe I'm being ignorant and saying that it's going to get easier. I've been told that it does. I don't know. In college, it gets easier. Okay. Well, good to know. It's coming. Um, but God's way is a way of balance. So that's important to remember. John 10.10, 10, it's a really good verse. It says, Jesus said, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Okay, so now speaking to everyone who knows a mom, which is all of us, y'all, we got to help moms find the abundant life that Jesus came to give. we got to help them, and it's called giving her a break. Amen. Every mom needs that. And men, let me tell you, if she's dropping hints left and right that she desperately needs a break, she's actually way past the point of needing a break. And at that point, it might be a warning signal that things might be off balance. So, might be. Might be. Um, one of the ways that Nick and I combat this, and let me just tell you, we do it imperfectly. Um, we're not perfect by any means. Is every Tuesday night, I just disappear. I might go to Target. I might go to coffee with a friend. I might just be downstairs while they're upstairs, and I'm cooking dinner without somebody climbing on me or telling me that they pooped. It's a vacation, I'm telling you. That would be Mila. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man, her. And obviously I get more breaks than just that, but for our family it's worked really well to have this, like, set schedule kind of a break in my week. So it's kind of a date night just for you. It's a date night for mom. Wow. Yeah, and especially in this season with really little ones. Yeah. But obviously, having a break doesn't just apply to moms with really little kids. Every mom in every season needs a break, I can guarantee you. And also, like what you were talking about earlier, if you know a single mom, offer to help. Mm-hmm. Or just even just hang out with her and keep her company because that's helping. Right. Um, single moms work harder than anyone I know, and they need a break probably more than anyone that I know. And they get a break less than anyone yes. probably. So definitely, if you know a single mom, please offer to help in in whatever way that she might need because, like you said, she definitely needs a break. 
So moral of this story is make sure that the moms in your life are getting the breaks that they need so that they can also experience the abundant and balanced life that Jesus wants to give us. That's good. Yeah. So number four, moms need validation. Moms need validation. We should probably leave that up there for a second so that they can spell it. I don't know that I would know how to spell that. So moms need validation to be seen. Um, Proverbs 31 is the most famous chapter in the Bible about being a mom and about being a wife. And here's how the chapter ends. So it says, her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Reward her for all she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. So this kind of goes along with appreciation, but validation is a a little bit different. Um, Many of the things that moms do go unseen or just go unthanked. And honestly, Mm -hmm. we need to know that you see us and that you value what we do. Lately, I've been thinking about the concept of social distancing And I know that a lot of you are probably super tired of hearing that term, social distancing this, social distancing that. Um, It gets a little bit overused lately, but um, it's more than just the past few months, this whole social distancing concept. Being a mom kind of comes with its own form of social distancing and kind of isolation in a way. Isolation for sure. Yeah. So recently, just a really quick example. Um, I was at my mother-in-law's. And it was my brother-in-law's birthday, so we were all over there having breakfast, and um, we were, it was just family, don't worry, we were, you know, still, at this point, we were still in lockdown, so, but it was just family, close family, we were there having fun, eating breakfast together, Um, but my kids, after a while, you know, one and three, they kind of got a little restless, and they asked me to go outside, and so I took them out on the back pool deck, and so at that point, I'm kind of sitting away from the family. You're in timeout. Yeah, kind of. I'm in timeout. <laughs> I'm kind of missing out. But I mean, I'm like I'm with my kids. Yeah. But I'm keeping them out so alive, silly. keeping them out of the pool. Right. Yes, of course. I need to be out there. Um, but I'm I'm with the kids, but I'm socially distanced from any other adult at the moment. Or any other adult conversation. Yes, exactly. So I'm out there like watching them do tricks and stuff. And I know it's not just me that does this. Like, I see you moms Mm -hmm. giving up things that I know that you probably want to do because you love your kids. And at times it can kind of be isolating a little bit. So anyways, back to the story. My mother-in-law, actually, she looks outside and she sees me and she opens the sliding glass door and she's like, the life of a mom. (laughs) And so she joined me and we both oohed and awed over Roman. She is. We both like oohed and odd over Roman doing the same trick 300 times. Um, but the best part of the story is that she saw me. She looked outside and she saw me. And what moms do is so, so important. Like, we're literally building building a person. like Raising little humans. Raising an adult. Like, they don't stay a little forever, which is wow. crazy to me. But um, It's crazy to me. Yeah. So... It's so, so important, and I know that we know that, but in the midst of it, it can kind of be isolating, and it doesn't feel important mm-hmm. every day. So I also want to talk to the moms who maybe need this validation from people, but you're not getting it. 
I just want to encourage you that God sees you. One of my favorite names for God is actually, it's in the Bible, it's called, his name is Elroy. It's one of the names used for God in the Old Testament. And it means the God who sees me. God sees the thousands of things that you do that you think go unseen. He does see that. So moms need validation. Number five. Let me just validate. Yeah. You're a really good mom. Thank you. Mom says that about you all the time. Thank you. So. And she's a really good mom. Number five. Moms need communication. Man, I need this one so much. Moms <laughs> need communication. Like when Nick gets home, I cannot wait to talk about something other than Big Hero 6 or Elsa. Like that's the stage. Let it go. Let it go. I know. They're so cute, but I'm just like, oh, what'd you do today? Every day. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Nick, what'd you do? How was your day? He's like, oh, I had a meeting. I'm like, really? Spare me no details. Like <laughs> tell me about like any adult conversation that you've had. But that's just the stage that I'm at. And I know that one day one of the best gifts will be when my kids can actually sit down mm-hmm. and have a meaningful conversation An adult relationship. With me. It's yeah. awesome. So let me tell you, I say this often to, to people because you said I've heard it gets better. Yeah. Nothing's harder than toddlers. It's true. Now, people with teenagers go, oh, just wait till they're teenagers. But they forget. They forget how bad <laughs> it is with toddlers, yes. You can come watch mine. Yeah, toddlers. That season is so difficult. It's just amazing. Teenagers, it's a different difficult, but, you know, when they don't have all that diaper bag paraphernalia and they can, you know, they can go to the bathroom by themselves and they can get themselves in the car, that's a big difference, okay? Yeah. So you're in the worst, not the worst, but you're in the most difficult, difficult time. Yeah. The most demanding time, I would guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Because you don't get to communicate, you know, with, with real not that they're not real people, but... <laughs> they're not very good conversationalists yet. Let's just... Mine, mine, mine. Yeah. yeah. So they're just not there yet. And But I know that if you're listening, you probably can. You probably are old enough to have a conversation. So I just want to encourage you, that's a great gift to give a mom, whether it's your own mom or your wife who's a mom or just a mom that you know. Like every single mom needs somebody to just sit down and talk to them, whether it's... Oh, they also need somebody to listen. Mm-hmm. They definitely need somebody to listen. And just ask them genuinely how they are and what they think about things. So that's really important is that all moms need communication. I agree. Am I on now? Yep. All right. We're already at the last one. This went by way that too went... fast. Way too fast. You want to do this one too? No, I'm good. <laughs> the last thing I want you to jot in there is moms need faith. Sometimes as a mom you might experience a lack of faith that God is in control. The evidence of this is moms worry. How many moms worry? I mean, every it's so tempting. Every mom? I mean, because you love those kids. and So out of your control. So much of yeah. life is out of control, and our temptation, our huge temptation as parents, is to worry about... That's what's going to be harder when they get into the teen years is the worrying. I think I actually think that'll be harder then because, like, watching your 16-year-old drive off, yeah. like, I can't actually comprehend you that know, type of On anxiety. your 16th birthday, when you took off in the car, it was like, we've always known where you were 
until yeah. now, and we can't text you to find out because we because don't want you to, we don't want you to, to, to use your phone, you know. Yeah. So kind of in that so, respect, there definitely will be things that are harder down the road. Yeah. Just pl- different. Plenty to worry about if you are going to choose to worry. Um, moms need faith because you, you're tempted as a mom and, and as a dad, you're tempted to worry about a million little daily decisions and daily circumstances. You're worried about what other people um, will, how they'll impact, their decisions will impact your kids, and you're worried about your own children and what they choose, and you're worried about the decisions we make that we mess up our kids. You know, we talked about (laughs) having a counseling fund, not just a college fund, but a counseling fund for our kids because uh, they'll probably they'll yeah, need, reco- I'm not perfect. They'll need recovery from they our parenting. come with a manual. So. Right. So moms need faith. Mm-hmm. Let me read you this verse. Jesus says this in John 14:1. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. So Jesus says, listen, when you recognize that you need faith, don't try to conjure it up in your own strength. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pull myself up by my own bootstraps and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna faith it out kind of a thing. He says, you don't have the emotional energy to do that. He says, instead lean on me. He says, that's what faith is. It's learning. Jesus says faith is learning to lean on me. To trust in God and trust also in me. So when it feels like there's nowhere else to turn, when you're at your wits end, when you, are freaking out or their emotional meltdown leads to your emotional meltdown, that's when Jesus says, turn to me, turn to me. I pray a lot when Roman's melting down. Right, and that'll keep you from melting down. Oh, Lord, um, Psalm, Help me. Psalm 62.8 says, trust in him at all times. Pour out your heart to him, for God is our refuge. You know, when your kids are sick, that's mm-hmm. the scariest time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and some parents, you know, you stay up all night. Use that time not to worry, but use that time uh, to pray. Moms need faith for the big things like a fever mm-hmm. or an emergency room visit. You've been through that. Yep. But mom, moms also need faith in the everyday things, the day-to-day little things of life that can also push you over, over the edge. Anytime you're tempted to worry, it's also a time that is an opportunity to, to exercise faith. In fact, I think, I think that's one of the definitions for mom. If you were to look up mom in the dictionary, you look down M-M-M-O-M, mom, it would say something like, she is one who is tempted to worry about every family member and every family in instance, right? The rest of the whole family, mom worries about everything, doesn't she? That's sort of mom's job, Yeah. right? Well, we're responsible for many exactly. things. Exactly. Um, so what do you do when you're tempted to worry? Well, don't get upset with yourself. I'm such a worrier. I, I, don't worry about your worrying. That's like a vicious cycle, <laughs> yeah. right? Don't get angry. I'm so mad that I get so worrisome. Why am I doing this again? Listen, every time we're tempted to worry, it's an opportunity, an invitation to have faith. Here's the difference between worry and faith. When we worry, we feel like we're doing a lot. We're worrying. It's an active thing. But nothing gets done. It doesn't change anything. And when we have faith, when we trust God, it feels like we're doing nothing. That's what's mm-hmm. hard. It's like, 
just trust God. I don't. You know, that's hard for me to just let it go, like, like Frozen Elsa. would say, like Elsa yeah. would say, like Mila let, would sing to us. Yeah, let it go and and give it to God, and it feels like you're not doing anything. But the result is, big things happen when you trust in God. When you worry, you're deceived into thinking you're doing something, and no results happen. When you have faith and trust God, cast it all on Him. It feels like you're not doing anything. Truth is, that's when things happen because God can do anything Mm -hmm. and God can do everything. So one of our favorite verses from one of the great chapters of the Bible is from Philippians 4. You've heard me say these verses. In fact, we memorized these a few years ago. Philippians 4, 6 and 7 says, Don't worry about anything. So don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. The peace that passes understanding comes from this verse. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. That's the value of faith in everyday life. Moms need faith. Moms need patience. They need appreciation. Moms need a life. They do. Moms need validation. Moms need communication. And moms need faith. We need to realize that it's not a mom's job to meet all of our needs. It's also our job to help meet their needs. Because we're all in this together. Ultimately, we have to turn to God to meet all of our needs. So, what can you do for your mom today? It might be just something as small as saying thank you. Picking up the phone, texting her, writing out a card, and just saying, thank you for cooking again today, mom. Thank you for making breakfast again today, mom. Thank you for doing my laundry if you're old enough to have your mom do your laundry. Thank you for spending time with me. Thank you for helping me with my homework. Or good grief, moms aren't just helping with homework now. Thank you for teaching me. Y'all are teachers now. Thank you for being my teacher, right? Um, thank her for something. It might be as simple as that, or it might be something big. Some of you, your moms have been praying for you Year after year after year after year. Some of you, your mom's been praying for you for decades. She's been praying that you'd let God in your life, that you'd commit your life to Jesus Christ. Why don't you give your mom the greatest Mother's Day present she's ever had? Give her this answer to her prayers for you. Turn towards God. Find a way. Find a church. Connect with His Son, Jesus Christ. This Mother's Day. And let your mom know about that. Because she loves you and she's praying for you. Hey, let me take a moment. Let's just close close in prayer. I hope you have a good Mother's Day, a happy Mother's Day. And it's okay if you have a sad Mother's Day. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you again for our moms. They bring us into this world. They grow us up in this world. And they send us out into the world. And a lot of moms, they prepare us for the next world. God, thank you 
for all the moms in our life. Give us the grace to be grateful, to recognize the impact. Give us the strength to encourage one another, to put our faith, our hope, our trust in you. You are trustworthy. Thank you, Jesus. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Listen, I want to thank you for joining us today. Are we done? <laughs> one, one quick thing. Next week, we're going to start a brand new series. We're going to start a brand new series on the life of the Old Testament Joseph. And it's going to be called, We'll Get Through This. You think we've been through a tough situation these last six weeks? Joseph, for decades, went through the most difficult situation in the entire history of the Bible. We're going to talk about what we can learn from him as we all get through this together. Hope you have a great Mother's Day. I love you. God bless you.